Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With the Harvey Norman Black Friday sale. Offering the best deals on laptops, TVs, SIM-free phones, kitchen appliances and so much more. The headline is over a story written by political correspondent with the Irish Sun, Adam Higgins, who is on the line for us right now this morning. Uh, Good morning to you, Adam. Good morning, Joe. Well, congratulations to the guys of the Irish Sun. That is some headline. (laughs) Uh, But unfortunately connected to a pretty depressing story, to be completely frank about it. Maybe we thought this winter was going to be different to the previous winter. Uh, The Cabinet Subcommittee on COVID, interestingly enough, they didn't technically meet, did they, in the run-up to the easing of restrictions on the 22nd of October, but they're back in business. Um, Neffet, who were supposed to disappear into the background, are really prominent again. The news is pretty grim. It is indeed. And you're right, we were expecting that at this stage of the pandemic, we would be unwinding things like the Cabinet Subcommittee and Neffet, and we'll be taking more of a back seat when it comes to addressing how we deal with um, the pandemic. But there was good and bad news from last night's Cabinet Subcommittee. It wasn't all this big, dark, grey cloud. Neffet did not recommend any return to lockdown or any big restrictions. So that's something that's not going to change in the short term anyway. They did give an extremely grim scenario to the government that could happen over the coming uh, weeks. So they said that if cases continue to rise, which they are expected, originally the the modelling had um, predicted that this wave, this fourth wave, would peak in and around now in November and then would start to dip down before Christmas and and this would be as bad as it got. The new modelling suggests now, after taking into account some of the the waning of the vaccine it loses some of its efficacy as it goes along. So they've taken that into account and they're predicting that this wave probably won't peak until sometime in December and they say that this is going to cause extreme pressure on the hospital system and as you say, between four and 500 people potentially needing an ICU bed in the coming weeks, that's the worst case scenario. And then in their optimistic scenario, they still said that most elective care would have to be curtailed in the run-up to Christmas and hospitals would have to focus on essential care and COVID care. How worried, Adam, are the government that they are creeping towards a scenario where they will have to put some form of further restrictions slash lockdown in place in the run-up to Christmas itself this year? Well, this... From the tone of the the people I spoke to last night, this is as worried as they've been in a long, long time, probably since in and around when things really hit the fan in in January. But the last thing this government wants to do is go backwards and start putting in restrictions again. They really do not want to start going backwards again with this pandemic because if they do, they fear how long they'll have to keep things in place and we could have a similar situation that we had in January and February. So there is a number of mitigation measures that the Cabinet are expected to consider today. One of those, and the big one that the government really putting a lot of eggs in, is this booster vaccine campaign. They're going to bring it down to everybody over 50 will get the booster vaccine. And some people with uh, underlying conditions, serious underlying conditions, who are younger than 50 will be made eligible for this booster vaccine campaign. Now, NEFIT did show evidence to the government last night that the booster vaccine campaign is having an incredibly 
positive impact in the older population. So the over 80s had largely finished with their booster campaign and it's really shown a big dip in the, the number of cases that are being picked up and the number of serious cases that have been picked up in that age group. So along with that, then you're going to see um, a much wider use of these antigen tests, which you'll see on our front page today with that cracker of a headline from our uh, backbench editor, Damien Lane. They're going to subsidise these antigen tests. This plan is going to be rolled out hopefully in the coming weeks, but it's going to be outlined today, I believe, and that you'll probably see these available for as little as two or three euro a test in pharmacies. Alongside that, we are looking at strong advice for people to work from home again where possible. That's not going to be mandatory, but strong advice on that. And then there is consideration of an expansion of this vaccine pass system that we have in the hospitality sector. There was talk earlier last week that this could be used in gyms and hairdressers and I understand that the Cabinet will discuss that measure today and potentially with the idea of potentially rolling that out in the coming weeks, not immediately today, but it's it's an idea that will be discussed. Right, but Adam, you know, they were saying no going back, but they look like they are going back uh, to one extent anyway, and that is working from home. Yeah, 100%. They are. They they would have to concede as well that they're rolling back on this. The government really kind of got a bit messy from this right from the get-go. We remember, remember, I think you and I spoke about mm. this before. Mm. There was no clear advice about how many people should go back, what way it should be done. And I think straight away they started kind of seeing the cases go up and we're, and we're pulling back on this. They were withdrawn a little on this. It's a full withdrawal now. It's not a mandatory look. You have to work from home. But they are advising employers, if your workers can work from home, please let them work from home. And that's going to continue throughout the winter until the cases start to get into a better situation, which won't be won't be until the new year. Right. Um, does the government still believe, based on the trends that they had in the run up to the twenty second of October, that they were right to go ahead with the reopening of nightclubs and the um, extension of the hours for late night venues in general? Yes, from from the people I've spoken to, and, and Minister Martin was uh, at a press conference yesterday, and she was kind of defending that she wants to see nightclubs stay open unless the public health advice changes. And the important thing is that throughout this, the government have, to be fair to them, been dictated by the science and been dictated by the public health advice from NEFET. And NEFET are not, at this stage, advising that there should be any closure of any sector of the hospitality, whether that's concerts, nightclubs, no, none of those things are up for discussion today. NEFA doesn't want to see them closed. That's not their advice. And they haven't kind of signaled that this is something that could come down the line. So the public health advice is really leaning towards, like, well, let's see if we can mitigate it. But the real concern here is for the hospital system. And we saw the HSE's winter plan announced yesterday, which I think is going to be something that will be a big topic this week because there was 77 million set aside for it. There's only about 105 extra acute beds uh, earmarked in that plan. And I don't know whether that's going to be enough, especially when you see this grim outline of the demand that's going to be put on the hospitals in the coming weeks. So I think when it comes to politically, the opposition parties are really going to look at that winter plan and say, this isn't enough. And I think a lot of healthcare people and people that work in our hospitals who are already, you know, under a lot of pressure would probably agree with them. Right. We're trying to Adam Higgins, uh, who writes on politics for the Irish Sun. It is uh, ahead of uh, the full cabinet meeting uh, today. The cabinet subcommittee met uh, and what measures they're looking to introduce or reintroduce or roll back on or not when it comes to COVID. How are they going to get past the messaging issues. I mean, I spoke to people who uh, attended um, at the Aviva over the last couple of weeks for the internationals that took place there and the full capacity of 52,000. And they made an interesting point that one thing 
was the numbers you saw on television, let's say, in the stadium. But what was going on in the concourses um, and going to and going from uh, the stadium was a different story in the sense that it is extremely difficult when you are moving people in and out of a stadium at full capacity to ensure social distancing. Some would say impossible. 100%. And I think that social distancing is something that they will want to move away from. And they kind of signaled that a couple of months ago when we were kind of working through this big rollout plan and how we were going to lead the pandemic. Social distancing was one of those things that they did kind of want to move away from. But they haven't they yet. Haven't no, they haven't. And I think what, you're right to highlight the two um, matches in the Aviva over the past week, the, the Ireland soccer match and the rugby match, because a lot of people kind of raised uh, issues that, well, people didn't have masks on, out, crowded outside the stadium or in the stands. There was a lot of pictures of people without the masks on. And I think one message you're really going to see from the come true today from the government and their messaging when, when we're talking about messaging and the communication is, is that they really want to see mask wearing come back in a big way. And that's in crowded spaces, indoors and outdoors. So I think especially when it comes to concerts, football matches, things like that, you're really going to see people, the government push, please wear a mask. Yeah, and I appreciate that. But I mean, that wasn't happening when the initial reopening was going on and you were dealing with restricted numbers uh, at venues. People were largely, some were, but the vast majority were not wearing masks. And I know we discussed it on this show and stewards were not uh, pushing people on it and it just was not being adhered to. The prospect of it being adhered to now just because the Minister for Health tells us it's a good idea without any um, significant enforcement. It's just not going to happen to any great degree. I can understand the concern you're raising there, but I think the government are taking a bit of a gamble here and they've taken to kind of signal that this is the gamble they were going to make in the past while, in that they are moving away from the government enforcing restrictions on the public and saying this is how we're going to do it, you have to do this or we're going to fine you or we're going to do this, that and the other. The government now wants to see a self-independent, kind of you protect yourself, you do the right thing. So when it comes to, say, for example, uh, last week at the the CMO's press conference, he mentioned that if someone was going to one of the international matches, perhaps they should, he categorized this as a high-risk activity, and he said perhaps you should not take part in another high-risk activity that week. For example, don't go to two matches in a week. Don't visit a vulnerable person after being at the match. And then you'll see the government today pushing this message on antigen testing in that if you are taking part in these high-risk activities, then you should be regularly taking antigen tests, possibly two a week, to monitor yourself to make sure you haven't got the virus and you're not spreading it around everywhere. So I think this sort of move to a self Policed. Look, you you have to do your best to with the public, you know, and okay. bring everybody together and, as a society. And yet, we know from Pete Lund and others who are experts on behaviour that you know a, a mixed message creates problems immediately. And the simpler the message, the more adherence there is to it. And then there was the Amorok poll that was done by Claire Byrne last night that showed that seventy-one percent of respondents did not believe that simple encouragement personal responsibility was going to do the right thing. How are the government going to simplify the messaging to make sure that people listen to them and do what they're asking? You're right to point out, especially that Amoric poll, I was really shocked when I saw the results of that last night. I think today is going to be a big day for the government, for, especially for Taoiseach Michal Martin, in the way he addresses all of the questions that have been brought up here 
between you and I. And the questions that I'm sure all of your listeners have at home about what do we do next? You see from that poll last night, people want to be told what to do. They want to have instructions and a clear path and a plan. And the government really needs to come out today and hammer that home. I don't think anyone wants to return to the, the lockdown situation or restrictions, but people want to know, look, tell me what to do. What should I do? How can we get through this? And I think the government really needs to be clear on that today. And finally, Adam, this is a massive risk now for the government, isn't it? This is a huge gamble. And, you know, pointing the finger back at the public in three weeks' time, if they have to go into some form of lockdown in the run-up to Christmas, would be disastrous for them. I presume in their own minds they're thinking this could end up being a general election scenario if on the 9th or 10th of December... The Taoiseach has to say, well, sorry about that, guys. You haven't behaved properly, which, you know, is is a line. You know, it's personal responsibility. I mean, that's the flip side of that coin. As a consequence, we have to put in um, a, a lockdown of sorts, which we didn't have last December, of course, as we remember. And then it ended up coming right at the end of December as a consequence of that. Um, that, that would just be a nightmare scenario for the government, wouldn't it? It really wouldn't be. And the last thing that anyone, you speak to anybody in government now, the last thing they want is a general election. They can see outside of the pandemic, they can see the polls, Sinn Féin shooting up the polls. There's a lot of popularity for Sinn Féin at the moment and they do not want to take to the polls. And especially while all this is still going on, I mean, the, just the, the logistics of trying to hold a general election during a pandemic would be a headache on its own. The last thing the government wants is a general election. Any, nobody in the government wants that. And I think you're right to say this is a big gamble that the government has taken. And they're gambling on the people of Ireland, you know, coming together and, and beating this through their own measures that they do themselves and being responsible themselves when it comes to, you know, getting back to basics of hand washing, social distancing, cutting back your social contacts. And I think one thing that the CMO in particular is keen to point out is that every time the pandemic has kind of, the cases have spoiled out of hand and the public health messaging has been to the public, please, you know, get back on side with us. They have. The, the public have fought this back several times, you know. So I think it is a massive gamble for the government and it's one that, I mean, we won't see the, the real results of for another few weeks. That's right. We're not seeing our public holiday and they promised us anyway. I don't know when we're ever going to get that. But thank you very much for that. We wanted to spend a bit of time in it this morning because unfortunately, whether people like it or not listening, it is back on the agenda and the government is going to speak, uh, hopefully with one voice on this later in the day and the clarity around the message that they deliver it seems to me will be extremely important indeed. Adam Higgins who writes on politics for the Irish Sun, thank you very much and uh, well done as uh, I said to your headline writer for one of the best headlines throughout the pandemic in the front page of the Irish Sun this morning Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95 With the Harvey Norman Black Friday Sale Offering the best deals on laptops, TVs, SIM-free phones, kitchen appliances and so much more.